Thanks for joining us at WagerAger. Back with the Bet Crushers. Back with JJ. Back with Yanni. What's going on, fellas? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Turkey Day. Happier for you guys in the South. A little bit more mobile than us in the North. Getting a little colder and kind of restricted here in the North. Not trying to get too political, but can't fucking do anything in the Northeast. <laughs> 80, 81 degrees here on Thanksgiving, so maybe hit the beach after uh, after turkey. I don't know. All right, I think we can end this podcast right here. <laughs> just just end it right there. 81 sounds nice. It's actually going to be 63 up here, which isn't bad, but rain. But 81, beach, that sounds pretty nice. There's games to bet on. I think we're going to get three games in. There's a big-time COVID situation with the Ravens in the night game. But it's the NFL, and Goodell is probably going to press on and play this game, even though – I don't know if the Ravens have a backfield, but <laughs> so we'll touch on that game last. Do we have any thoughts actually just real quick about the Ravens? And I probably should be a better host and, and save it for when we talk about the Ravens, but I just find it very intriguing that Ravens six point favorites last week, lost to the Titans. They're six and four Yanni on the futures podcast had a good bet of Ravens to miss the playoffs, having value at seven to one. That's looking very possible right now, Yanni. It is. You know, I think we obviously they're an underdog against the Steelers here. Most people don't expect them to win that game. Um, Like you said, I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit here. But, you know, when you look at it, we talked about at this point, they're competing with the Browns, the Dolphins, the Raiders, probably the Titans. And, you know, you realistically have five teams trying for for three spots. So, you know, their schedule, once they get past the Steelers, lightens up a little bit. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, that we talked about it. It's, it's certainly not a slam dunk, but it's seven to one. Not a bad, not a bad bet to throw out there. Not a bad bet at all. I know you got that one down. That's, that's looking very possible. So we'll tease that and then we'll get to that at the very end for people who want to hear about the Ravens and the Steelers. Let's get into the worst game first and we'll breeze through it. I think, I hope Houston is a two and a half, mainly a three point favorite now, actually across the board against the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions coming off of an ugly loss over under 51 and a half. I think that was even higher at a couple of spots. Don't mark me on that. I thought I saw someone tweet out that the over under was 53 on Sunday. I took Houston at two and a half. Do I love it? No. I'm always trying to convince myself that Detroit's the side. They've screwed me on several teaser legs this year. I think I even bet them outright once, once or twice and didn't work out. They are not impressing. They just got shut out against the Carolina Panthers. And I'm thinking that I was thinking that Galladay wouldn't be going in this game and that if and when they lose, Patricia would be on his way out. Black Friday, maybe he's on his way out. What are you guys thinking here? I know it's injury dependent. Yanni, we'll start with you. Not a great game, but here we are, Lions-Texans. Yeah, I mean, it might be an entertaining game, maybe. Um, You know, you got some teams that can potentially score some points. You talked about it. I think Kenny Galladay is a key for this Lions offense. When when you look at their team this year with him and without, it makes a difference. I mean, that offense moves the ball and puts points up much easier when Galladay's on the field. It's, you know, it just kind of changes the entire dynamic. Um, I'll keep this brief, like you said, and I'll tell you, I actually lean towards the Lions, but I will not bet the Lions, um, and and I'll tell you why. You mentioned it, Matt Patricia. There's a lot of rumblings about could this be his last game? Has he lost the locker room? All that kind of stuff. And I don't know the answer to that. I'm not in that locker room. So I got to stay away because, to me, this is going to go one of two ways. 
This is going to be a close game. The Lions could find a way to win this game. It's at home, obviously. This is kind of their Super Bowl for the rest of the year, right? Um, maybe they'll come out fired up, play well. Obviously, the Texans are not an elite team in the league. But there's also a possibility that if they don't get off to a good start, they lay down and, and they want to go home and get some turkey and Houston wins this game by three touchdowns, right? I mean, that's certainly a possibility. Matt Patricia could be on his way out the door. So for that reason, I can tell you the play that I have, and it's a small one, but I like the Houston Texans over 27 and a half points. I like their team total. Um, and, and for the reason of not taking the, the over game total is, again, if Galladay's banged up or a question mark, if the Lions do lay down, are they going to score enough points to put this game over? I'm not sure. What I do know is the Lions defense is not great. And I think that Houston is playing good enough offensively. Deshaun Watson's playing pretty well, considering he has a pretty average core around him on offense. I think they'll get to 28 points in this game. So that's kind of my play here. Um, I'll be curious to see for me, the intrigue in this game is seeing if the team plays for Matt Patricia or not. So that's kind of what I got. Obviously, JJ, this is your team. I'm really curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. <laughs> I'm expecting yet another disappointing thanks early game on Thanksgiving slate for this season or for this year. But I'll tell you, I, I, I can't bet the lions here, but I can't bet Houston either. And, and here's the, the big reason for me is they're coming. It's a short week, and there are a lot of guys listed as limited or even did not practice, um, especially for the Lions side. Um, Houston, you have some of their uh, uh, wide receivers in skill position, you know, a little banged up. But it's hard to tell with such, with such a quick turnaround what it really means to be limited in practice and how that's going to affect the game day uh, availability. So I think this is something you really – if you're interested in this game, whether it's side total or – um, like Yanni said, which I think really is the play uh, because the Lions are, are have a, has a banged up second secondary linebackers limited. Um, so they're really hurting on both sides of the ball. And and that um, that's the thing that pushed me away from really looking at if this game gets back up to 53, 54. I was looking under, but it's really tough yeah. to step in front of an under with um, especially a Houston team that could that could really exploit uh you know, Detroit with all the injuries. It, if I'm looking at the side, you got to, you got to think this is about where the lions were three weeks ago. Um, when they went to Minnesota, they were getting three, three and a half there and just got run out. And you see, they come home, they're laying four against Washington. You know, it almost went to overtime miracle, big kick with off a bonehead penalty, that sort of thing last week. You know what, after they said that Teddy was out, it was somewhere around Pickham, something like that. So now they're going home and they're only getting two and a half points uh, or, you know, only getting two and a half points, you know, change of venue. Not like there's a real big um, home field advantage, but, you know, they're both dome teams. So I think that that maybe even favors the, the healthier team in Houston. So I'm a little worried to take any type of position. If anything, I'm going to I'm going to roll with Yanni on that. Very good. I'm already on Houston. Maybe if it gets to three and a half, I don't expect it to have three and a half out there, but I'll take that, play the middle, try to get the middle at three and then just play the over team total on that and just root for a, a final score of, you know, 30-27 or something. Two banged up teams, two banged up defenses, two shitty defenses. But Houston, you look at a lot of their numbers, they're not a bad offense. And I mean, there is some garbage time in there. They, they've had some games where they have plenty of garbage opportunities. But for all intents and purposes, you're talking about a, 
a top half of the league offense. I mean, depending on the metric, you could even regard them as a top 10 offense. Deshaun Watson, great quarterback. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with him once a new coach will come in, a new administration there in Houston, no more Bill O'Brien. And I'm sure that Romeo Cornell is not going to be there next year. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. I like that team total. And, hey, it's not the best game, but NFL football 1230 on a Thursday isn't a bad thing in this shitty year of 2020. So I'll take it. Yes, sir. Can I throw uh, – let me throw a stat out real quick here. Yeah, because please it'll, do. It'll, per, it'll pertain to all three Thanksgiving games, and I'm going to give some credit here. Uh, this, this comes from Joe Osborne. Favorites on Thanksgiving going back to 2004. So that's a, a pretty good sample size. Yeah. 40 and 6 straight up and 33 and 13 against the spread. So favorites have absolutely ruled the day. So if that makes you feel better about your Texans bet there, they are crushing it. And, you know, we're, I'm not a big parlay guy at all. Um, But, you know, if, if you, if you like parlaying, if you like the money line 40 and six, I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty remarkable. So when you look at these three games, just wanted to kind of point that out right off the bat. If you're looking at all three of these games, favorites have absolutely feasted on Thanksgiving. Wow. Feasted indeed. 40 and six. If you want to just do even a money line parlay of Houston, Dallas's favorite and then Pittsburgh. Or Houston and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Houston yeah, and yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Just take the, the NFC East out of it entirely. Very good. Very plus, good. Plus 132. If you, somewhere around that about plus 130. There you go. I mean, you're doing nothing else except sitting around eating and drinking. You might as well gamble a little bit. Especially because that stat, I mean, that's, that's, wow, that's, that's very good. Okay. Should we get into uh, Washington and Dallas? Not, not a lot better of a game. It might actually be a worse game, but there's more, it's a more meaningful game, I guess here. NFC East battle, both teams very much alive in the NFC East. I mean, honestly, if you had to ask me to pick who's going to win the NFC East right now, I bet on the giants at three to one last week. If Dallas shows me another game where they can protect Dalton and if they can cover this spread I should mention the spread it's three right now across the board various juice over under 46 seems a little bit low I'll get your guys ideas if Dallas can come out and protect Dalton again I'm going to think that they have the upper hand in this NFC's Alex Smith has been moving the ball a little bit more they had a couple games where there was like three, four, five turnovers. You're not going to win games that way. I think they turned the ball over five times, even against the Giants, or I forget what game that was, but it was ugly, and that's why they lost. Have you guys taken a position on this? And if you haven't, is there anything that you're liking? We'll start with you, JJ, this time. Washington and Dallas. Yeah, well, here's the deal with me. Um, when I look at this this game, I have to think about – just what we saw out of the Dallas Cowboys last weekend against Minnesota. And is that what we expected out of this team? Now, if you look at the breakdown and you look at some of the pregame analysis, there was the potential for Dallas to put up some points with the skilled position guys that they have. If Dalton can get back there and stay in a clean pocket enough, you know, those guys could take advantage of Minnesota's poor, poor secondary. And, And that's what we saw. We saw Zeke, you know, getting fed a little bit as well. Um, But I'm looking at at Washington here. And even though their defense has held the transitioning Dallas offense when, you know, Andy Dalton was first in, got taken out of the game with the helmet-to-helmet collision, you know, so now they're down to nobody, right? And they held them to three points. I certainly don't expect that in this game. 
But since week five, when Washington was beat down by the Rams, who I guess we're kind of figuring maybe they are legit after all, after the last few weeks, you know, taking care Seems of Seattle, taking yeah. care of Tampa, right? Two huge but wins. But since that, two huge wins, all right? And so they cleaned house when they went to Washington. Okay, now that's not looking like such a bad loss after all. And since that loss, they haven't lost by more than three points. Okay. Now, granted, it was against the Giants at a home and home around the bye. They were, you know, lost by one, lost by three, and then lost to the Lions in that last second field goal to avoid overtime and lost by three. Does Dallas belong in that category of company? Well, we just talked about that, right? So you're looking at playing the Giants as the, the, the team to win the division because really, if you look at them, they all are heavily flawed teams, even Philadelphia to where anytime you're getting 250 plus 300 for any of those teams to win the division from here on out when they're still kind of clumped together, you know, you just made that point right there is Dallas does belong in there, even though Andy Dalton is probably one of the better quarterbacks still left um, in the NFC East. Yeah. Um, But what I did, I actually teased them up to, to uh, plus eight and a half, which I guess now, now it's showing three uh, probably because McLaurin uh, and a couple other guys were limited in practice um you know i think that's the way to go they've been they've been keeping it close uh again i don't expect their defense to clamp down on dallas like they did um in uh in dalton's return here but but uh, i i feel like they can keep it close within a touchdown um they have their opportunities with playmakers and they have a fairly good defense that that may be able to fare a little better than minnesota yeah, it's hard to believe that Dallas would be a three-point favorite going into this after it was 25 to three in that game. Dalton got hurt, but even before yeah. Dalton got hurt, they looked awful and they got blown out of the water. Uh, they got healthy offensive line. Zach Martin's back, right? So protecting Dalton a little bit. So that's that made a difference. Yeah. Vikes pass rush couldn't really get home. Dallas still gives up points, and Yanni had a really good bet last week. I ended up taking Minnesota. I should have just taken what Yanni did with Minnesota team total yep. over 27 and a half. So for anybody out there listening that doesn't read Yanni's article weekly on Bet Crushers with his bets, definitely tune into that because he had team total over 27 and a half. It's not that the Dallas defense played that well in that game. The Dalles defense didn't get it done. The offense was there. Dalton, you give him time. You give him protection. He can make things happen. Yanni, what are you thinking in this game? And Yanni, I really like that tease. I haven't bet it yet, but that might go in. I might figure out a way to tease maybe a, a Sunday game. But I, I think this could very well be a three-point game. And if you're looking for any value, Washington money line could be the side. Yanni, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think you guys touched on it. I probably don't need to add a whole lot there. I think that, you know, if you want to take a flyer Washington money line, you can certainly do that. Um, I would prefer to do what JJ said, which is tease up to plus nine, um, eight and a half, whatever you get it at there. As long as you're getting it over eight, I think you're, you're in good shape. The Washington defense, they've been a little up and down, but they're a good group. They can get after the quarterback. They're not bad stopping the run. Um, You know, I think that really they have the advantage in the trenches there on both sides of the football. And I think that's what makes them appealing in this game. You know, if you want to break it down and we won't do it for sake of time, but to me, the quarterbacks are pretty similar here, right? I think Washington has their best quarterback playing right now. Um, Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all of a sudden they can run the ball a little bit, not great, but a little bit. McLaurin is an extremely underrated wide receiver in this league. And and I'll, I'll put this out there. You know, you talked about the injury report. Obviously you want to make sure he's healthy. 
His over-under total, it's not out yet. It'll probably get posted tomorrow is my guess. It's probably going to be somewhere in the low 70s. That tends to be where he is. He's going to go over in this game. I, You know, I, I looked back. I mean, he never lays a dud. He's a consistent six-catch, 80-yard guy every week and sometimes blows up beyond that. I think in this game he'll do well. So if you're looking at a bet in this game, I'm looking at teasing, teasing Washington – and I'm probably going to be taking Terry McLaurin's over on his catches or yards, probably his yards, uh, you know, depending the number is in that low 70s, which I anticipated it will be. So that's kind of what I'm looking at in this game. I will say this. This could be a good football game, you know, and, and like you said, these are not great teams. They're they're probably not even in the top half of the league, but this is an important game. The winner of this is going to have a leg up on the other in the, in, in the east there. So when you look at it here. Could be an exciting game. I think it's going to be a close game. If you're getting nine points, if you tease Washington, go ahead and do that. And, oh, by the way, if you're looking for a second team to tease this week, Green Bay, you can still get under the key number of three. I think that's a freebie against the Bears. So just an FYI there. That is something that I have not done already. I was looking to do it. Green Bay was off the board for a little bit. I want to say, what's today? Tuesday, either Monday morning or Sunday night. I was looking for it. I don't know if there was any COVID concern or something there, but I couldn't find it. That was at Bet Online. I'm going to put Green Bay into a teaser. I feel like that there have been similar spots where Green Bay has been favored by 68 points against the Bears, and they might have laid an egg, but I don't see Nick Foles doing it. Is that the Sunday night football game too? Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, it I is. I don't it see is- it happening. And Foles is questionable, I believe, right? I, I don't think I think that's Foles why it's off the board. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, Thank you for answering the question. That's exactly it because there might be a quarterback that I don't even know who their third string quarterback is, but it might be the best quarterback on the team given how Mitch and Foles <laughs> have played this season. Yep. But yeah, definitely. If you're looking for a teaser, like I'm going to find a way to get Washington in there. Probably what? actually definitely what? going to be with Green Bay. Yeah, I'll take that back. I do see it. Bookmaker, yeah. it's down. I, I didn't look on uh, DraftKings, but Green Bay on uh, Bovada is minus eight and a half. So, Yanni, you're right. You're getting them. You can get them down under two and a half. Through all the critical numbers, all the critical numbers. Get that at whatever book you can get it. I don't see that line moving to 10. I mean, if it's at eight and a half right now, maybe you get to nine, nine and a half. I doubt it gets to 10, but depends on who's announced quarterback. And again, I don't even know who the third string quarterback is there. Back it doesn't to, matter. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the <laughs> NFCs real quick. Cause we were talking about this. This game is very important in terms of divisional odds. This is up at Fandle. Some books have, you know, similar lines right now, but the Eagles are the favorite in the NFCs. You can't, you can't convince me to bet on the Eagles right now. Their, their schedule is just hell coming up at plus 145, Dallas plus 210. That was a lot higher last week after that win against Minnesota. That's coming down. New York Giants plus 370, Washington plus 480. So if you're thinking that they can get this game, and it's going to be hard for them to lose this game and get it done in the division, but I say that in a division where, you know, Wins are at a premium, and people are losing. Yep. <laughs> Teams are well, losing four, a tie, four games in a row. A tie is at a premium. <laughs> tie yeah, is at tie a premium. Could be the difference. Yeah, that's <laughs> why the Eagles are favored because yeah, the yeah. tie could be the difference. And I think it's doesn't hard. It seem like doesn't it seem like all four of those teams should have the same odds to win that division? At it this should point? be. To yes. me, it does. Yes. I mean, honestly, yeah. I honestly think yep. it's twenty five percent chance each, and I, I could argue against the Eagles being less. But I guess any given Sunday, they have the best quarterback. They could have the best quarterback. We just haven't seen that yet. High level, if you're ranking the quarterbacks top to bottom, I guess he's number one. 
but that I guess is why. And that tie, that tie could be huge. At 5-10-1, you could take down the NFC East.